I'm Nate from Central District. Today I have uh, Brian Doctor. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Yeah, thanks for having me, Nate. Yeah, you bet. Um, I know we've had some casual conversations, and um, I think you got into mountain biking in kind of an odd way, yeah. more so than most. And um, can you tell me about how you got started? <clears throat> yeah, um, I finished college as a soccer player and tried to figure out what I was going to do next, and so I started uh, dabbling in triathlons. And, uh, and we forgive you for that. <laughs> it's, I don't talk about this proudly. <laughs> uh, um, it's, it's a dark part of my past. But uh, no, I, I uh, did it on a mountain bike. So I did the Lake Makatawa Triathlon on like a Trek 5300 or some some stupid crappy model. Sure, sure. And I remember <clears throat> on the bike leg, I'm doing everything I can to go like 18 miles an hour. And this girl who I went to high school with, she was a year younger than me just went by on her road bike like like she wasn't even trying just effortless and i was like i either really got to tip into this or i got to tip out quick and uh you know i did a, i did a couple but um that kind of got me out of soccer into biking and and triathlons and then from there i realized i hate running and swimming wasn't that fun either mm-hmm. um, so the trifecta of no fun yeah <laughs> so it was like the bike thing was it and uh, I bought a road bike and did that a little bit, but you know, it's kind of, I do like some of the rhythm of it, but it gets a bit monotonous and I'm a little more into the adrenaline side of stuff. So sure, yeah. Um, from there, uh, I remember a buddy took me out to Luton Park was the first place I went and rode. Uh, crowning achievement of the West Michigan Mountain Bike Alliance. Oh, yes, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so what was your impression of Luton as a, as a, novice rider necessarily a beginner you had fitness obviously you had yeah um i i couldn't tell you because that first time i felt like i was going to throw up the whole time oh really okay yeah because mountain bike fitness is significantly different than uh triathlon fitness oh yeah you can be old fat and drink beer and still be a pretty decent mountain biker yeah my buddy was a he did motocross his whole life and so there are these spots where i'm like just begging for breath and he's just flowing like not even sucking wind or anything and i was like well apparently having technical skill is makes this easier than like being in shape sure so how many years ago was that or when about was that yeah that was maybe five years ago okay so yeah i wasn't sure how long you've really been in this yeah the sport yeah so um yeah i kind of got hooked there and all of a sudden i connected to the kind of adventure side of mountain biking. Yep. Um, and then you kind of, all right, this trail's cool and that's fun. And I'm on the middle in, in the woods and stuff. And then, all right, then Merrill kind of had just come along and start riding Merrill. And there's berms and there's like kind of features and fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just kind of kept me getting deeper and deeper into being hooked on the mountain bike side. Um, so, yeah. I well, and I know you have pretty decent equipment now, because um, we, we kind of work on it now and again. Never good enough, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think your skills progressed as your bikes have gotten better, or do you think that all things said the same, the bike is just a, a better tool and your your savvy has gotten better, or all um, the above? A little all the above. I think the, there comes these moments and when you're getting faster or you're working harder and getting better that the bike is either a limiting factor or 
like I've bought new bikes and been like, well, this, this bike is way better than me. Like sure. I have to get better in order just to make this bike do what it's, it's capable of. So going further and further into getting a little more expensive bikes and getting lighter bikes and, um, stuff like that has been fun. Now, I'm six, five, 205 pounds. So I was just going to ask <laughs> that because, um, for anybody that doesn't know, I'm pretty short. I'm five, eight. So when Brian stands next to me, I just feel like the little, the sprout guy from the Jolly Green Giant. But uh, I think that plays a little bit into um, you're almost difficult to get the right size equipment. You're, for me, I, I have a – that 5.8 to 5.10 kind of is the gold spot for a lot of things. I'm on medium, you know. I guess. Yeah. But you could almost be a XXL in some cases depending on your reach because you have, by the looks of things, pretty long arms to go yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. You're a lanky build, not a stocky build. Yeah, you know what they say. Guys with long arms. Have short feet? I don't know. Yeah, need big jackets, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's something in there. We're not... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I typically on an XL bike, but I I do think with my size, I, I tend to be able to kind of push a bike a little more than sure. most six foot five, two hundred ten pound dudes, um, and I have found that shows up in the bikes I have. So, um, without naming brands, I, I bought a particular kind of high end brand and went through three frames. Um, Cracks and fail, little comes to mind. little cracks yeah. in the frame. Um, the bottom bracket kind of came loose and cracked the frame. So three warranties on a frame. Um, I have a hard time with the wheels. I put a lot of torque, I think, mm-hmm. on wheels and. The spokes pop pretty easy, and so I'm, I'm trying to work with you to find this mm-hmm. delicate blend of like light cross country mindset, but something that's rugged and can hold up to the torque that a guy like me puts on a bike. Well, some some truth is is, um, you know, your ex- experience and your skill level has grown, and you're j- along with your height, you're able, you're just a big lever, so you're able to leverage a lot of stuff. But now you've also reached a point of you're a higher performance rider. Your your stuff's always going to be trashed. <laughs> you know? Good thing I suck at doing anything mechanically myself. Absolutely, absolutely. I yeah. have more power to you. Don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna segue a little bit because, I, you know, so like a lot of um, people in the biking community, I knew of you because of your prolific. Uh, social media <laughs> long before I actually met you. So yeah. when you walked into the shop and stuff, I had an, an idea of who I thought you might be. Uh-huh. And I more identify you as a fat biker, um, off-road cyclist for sure and mountain biker for sure. But I kind of connotate you, at least in my mind, as a more of a fat biker or a, yeah. a fan of winter. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm like curious is... Uh, so it's supposed to be snowing right now, and it's not. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's kind of been the story all winter. What do you? What's? Yeah, I'm try, I'll try not to get angry here, but <laughs> no, I think ultimately, like I went through a couple years where riding a bike for me was fitness. It was training. It was getting faster. I was getting into Strava and some of the races, and you know, kind of going that path. Um, and then, like two years ago, I had a year where it just wasn't any fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of made a list of like, well, what do I love doing on a bike? And I'm just going to spend more time doing those things. Uh, racing wasn't really on that list. I got, you know, I don't know, kind of intense about it and 
anxiety would creep in and I'd have to do all this training. It would affect my family, basically. Right. Like, stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, this is not what it's about. Um, and I think fat biking, for me, definitely strikes that mentality. Is that the fun factor? Yeah, yeah. 100%. And it, it's like a communal fun factor. Like, everybody I ride a fat bike with, it's the off-season. It's a slower, just kind of rhythm-type riding. There's not a lot of twitchy like stuff to it sure and so the whole mentality just everyone seems to kind of like hey let's just chill out and ride our fat bike and get out in the middle of winter and have fun um i like going fast on a fat bike but i don't really race that much i get that um, um but, so how far have you been ha- i mean th- there just hasn't been that much snow locally yeah um how much have you been able to ride locally and then how much have you been had to go out of town to ride yeah um locally it's like you have to time it you have to understand the things that affect uh snow trail conditions Mm -hmm. um so you know we might get a little storm or at this point it's like just a couple days under freezing and no matter what the conditions are um they're letting us ride and we're not affecting the trails so you know around here um it's been like, all right, get out to Owasapee or Mosquito Creek. Um, they'll, they'll tend to have a little more snow, although not even this year. They're not getting the lake effect. Um, Grand Rapids State Game Area right now, it's a multi-use trail, which actually yep. helps it. Um, because if you cannot like, whine about a couple post holes from the runners, it actually like packs the trail down and has made that a good surface all year. So that's kind of an interesting take on the fat bike scene for me is... Um, well, that's interesting because a lot of fat bikers are death on walkers and hikers, and yeah. it's nice to hear that you're a little <laughs> more open on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I, from Holland, and so I go to Riley Trails a lot in Holland, which oh. is like a fat bike superhighway when they groom mm-hmm. it and all the trails are packed, and you have to just work with the cross-country skiers, snowshoers, and runners, um, and that tends to make the trail more usable more often. Is it ever perfect? No, but I love perfect fat bike conditions, but that's a that's a hard get with the winters we've been having. So you got to just chill out about the people and have fun out there. So so if you were to pick um what's your favorite trail to fat bike on? If you had to pick one, uh how far out can I go geographically? You as, <laughs> as far as the mind um, can so far uh, all time might be Glacial Hills in Bel Air. Oh yeah, okay. Um, for those who don't know, they've done they have an amazing grooming setup out there. Some volunteers that just crush it, um, and they're in kind of a snow belt, and they're high enough north where it stays cold. So Glacial ends up with three foot banks on their entire. What do they have? Like twelve miles of groom trail, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if it's anywhere close to good conditions, Glacial's crushing it. Um, Vasa's always good. Um, and then a little closer to home, Cadillac Pathway, um, their winter sports trail, they've been killing it. And they're in this weird snow belt this year where they have two and a half foot walls on their whole trail still. Um, and it'll continue that way for a bit. So, um, yeah, me and my buddies have been traveling North, uh, to go chase snow. So how often have you been doing that? Uh, I'm on kind of a fun kick. It's it's probably about once a week still. Okay. Um, I have a flexible schedule. Uh, well, self-employment <laughs> helps. Self, yeah. You know. Own my company and have uh, business partners that understand. Uh, I like to have fun. Sure. Um, so yeah, we've been. I've been hitting all those trails. Last weekend, for the first time, had a chance to go up to Marquette. 
Um, and what what did you think about that? It was awesome. Uh, we went up during the polar roll, but I didn't ride the polar roll. Okay. So um, I hit the south trails, the north trails, and uh, had a not functioning bike when I got up there. So I had to borrow some small fat bikes. So that oh. was a bummer. Oh, oh, oh. If um, I had just brought it in for maintenance ahead of time. Only, only, only. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, realistically, I, Glacial does a tremendous job and Marquette's just kind of a little bit elevated but some of that too is um they've been blessed with pure Michigan campaigns and yeah in Marquette and so everybody's really familiar with it yeah but there are some places that really aren't on the rate and like Glacial doesn't get the accolades that it could amen like I Marquette was amazing it's an absolute destination get there Mm -hmm. for sure um but don't go crazy. I mean, it's an eight-hour drive. And if you have an overnight uh, Glacial Hills, you'll get the same stoke that you could get in Marquette, but stay in the lower. Good to um, know. So, yeah. So now on the mountain bike side, same question. What's your favorite trail? Uh, right now, I'll go with, and, I've, and I'm including Marquette in this answer, um, DTE. Yeah. Uh, DTE has done something incredible over there. I think they're setting the bar for... Yeah, how to build trails, um, kind of like long-term, sustainable mindset, really good professional building. Um, they Their capital campaign just keeps them marching at like five miles a year, um, and those five miles have gotten continually more progressive mm-hmm. or uh, challenging the more uh, advanced riders. Um, no, I'm so, a big fan of that sugar loop. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I'd back off sugar and go with came, but okay, you know, that's okay. the difference in our riding styles. Yeah. Uh yeah. I think came uh rivals anywhere in the state in terms of its speed, um, and just its flat out like rolling racetrack with some climbs, uh just awesome trail. Yeah, I don't disagree. So So if you're midweek, it's high summer and um you're gonna get a, get in an after work ride. Mm-hmm. Where is that at? Um, possibly Yankee Springs. Okay. Um, Yankee's got that nice blend of some technical stuff. It's a workout. If you're going to go fast, uh, you can hit all the, the marks you want there. It's old school trail that, which mixes it up compared to a lot of this stuff, uh, GR has built. Yep. Um, and so you can go to Yankee and commit to two, sometimes three laps, um, beat yourself up good and have a good time doing it. Red or yellow? Uh, I'm red. Okay. Uh, okay. I have not, but I'm 210 pounds. Yellow is this just long, consistent climb from the parking lot. So I'm just going to be anti that. You just need a bike with more travel, Brian. Uh, That's a lot more fun. I just need to be more in shape. Oh, there's could be that and too. have have a little travel, but okay. you know, okay. it's okay. okay. I'm a, I'm a loyalist with how it was originally built with red, but even red's gotten more fun since yellow has worn in. I agree. So. I think that really has changed. I'm not always a big fan of the bi-directional trail, and that's one that I I like Yankees, what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good things happening in the kind of Kalamazoo area. Yeah. They're built in a couple nice little trails. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, and we'll have, um, you know, on the Mountain Bike Alliance side of things, we'll have some new projects that will be popping, and hopefully you'll find a um Yeah, there's a lot of chit-chat about uh, kind of this next wave of what's happening with the Alliance. Uh, seems like there'll be some... Yeah. Some new trails popping up, maybe. Yeah, I think we'll pretty much can bank on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to thank you for joining me today. Oh, hey. Thanks, Nate. Um, 
And then um, for anybody that really wants to have see some good social media, check out Brian on, <laughs> on uh, Instagram. And that's some, usually some great pictures. Working on a new trail rating system, the Diggity. Yeah, no diggity, no doubt. Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't uh, propose it, but I've adopted it, and it kind of caught caught fire. Everyone seems to like it. Subcategories with only four ways to rate the diggity. Yes. Um, we have to figure out a little more of a comprehensive system, but I think we can do it. Uh, so oh, I'm gonna let you leave you one to that <laughs> one because uh, sometimes it's just nice to be a participant and not the not the uh, thinker. Well, you you're originator of diggity, so I think uh, you know okay. we're just following your lead sometimes. Well, you? thank you. That's awful awful nice of you to say that. Yeah. Um, and with that, we'll call it call that a uh, a podcast. And um, thanks, Brian. And uh, maybe we'll do this again in the future. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Nate. You bet. Yeah.